Welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. John Vianney Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is Podcast 29. The title of today's talk is What 9-11 Taught Us About Trauma and Resilience. Hello again. Glad to be back with you. I know that I promised you um, after my last podcast, my last podcast had to do with um, the bad habits that we have, the insidious habits, the drainness of our energy. And I did promise you a follow-up to that, which would have been uh, talking about how um, we can change those bad habits. But we just had the anniversary of 9-11 and I wanted to bring to your attention an article and some information about resilience. And I know we've talked, we've talked a great deal about resilience. So I thought it would be a good time to take a breath and share the following information with you. Dr. George Bonanno is a professor of clinical psychology at Columbia University. And he's written a very interesting book called The End of Trauma how the new science of resilience is changing, how we think about PTSD. I thought about some of the things he said in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. So the following podcast includes excerpts from his book, and these were published in the Wall Street Journal on September 4th, 2021. We just marked the anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. And as a native New Yorker who loved, lived, worked and attended school in Manhattan, I can tell you, I remember it like it was yesterday. Most Americans feel the same way. Our lives were changed in so many ways that day. The 9-11 terrorist attacks also changed the way we think about trauma. As news of the attack spread throughout the world, experts began forecasting an unprecedented mental health crisis, especially for those living near the epicenter in New York City. Crisis hotlines prepared for a deluge of calls and city officials began making preparations to train an army of volunteer therapists as reported in the New York Times. Hundreds of millions of dollars were allocated by the Federal Emergency Management Agency to provide mental health aid and free counseling. Early research seemed to be consistent with these expectations. Within three days of the attacks, the RAND Survey Research Group began polling people across the United States, and their findings made headlines. 44% reported one or more symptoms of extreme stress. For those within 100 miles of New York City, the proportion was even higher at 61%. Weeks after the attack, epidemiologist Sandro Galeo and his colleagues reported in the New England Journal of Medicine that some 7.5% of Manhattan residents met the criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. 
that proportion rose to 20% for those in lower Manhattan, close to the World Trade Center, and to around 30% for people most directly affected by the attack, such as those in the towers when the planes struck. Now, let me stop and say here, how this data was ga were gathered, I, I don't know. You know, that would be an interesting thing. I don't know that they had the proper baselines of existing behavior in New York, but in any case, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, study and we should really consider some of the, the things that, that were said or concluded. So many expected that these figures would continue to rise, but instead they dropped precipitously. When Dr. Galea's team conducted a further study six months later, they found that the incidence of PTSD among Manhattan residents had shrunk to less than 1%. And the rates for those more directly affected had declined as well. The change was so pronounced that the team concluded in the second paper that there had been, quote, a rapid resolution of most of the probable PTSD symptoms, unquote, across New York City. How do we make sense of this? On the first anniversary of the attack, the American Psychological Association published a short report with the title, What Have We Learned About 9-11? Not all of the psychologists who contributed were ready to accept that the early signs of trauma were misinterpreted or that their predictions might've been misguided. But the renowned PTSD researcher, Patricia Rasek, who's now at, at Duke University, didn't mince words. She said, and I quote, People's expectations about the impact of the attack on the country's mental health were wrong, end quote. Lesson, strong emotions do not equal psychopathology. Think about that. Dr. Resick's words point directly to an important lesson from 9-11. Most people who experience highly aversive or life-threatening events do not develop trauma-related disorders. Though they may experience intense emotions and short-term effects, including troubled dreams or nightmares and a sense of dread, these early reactions are perfectly natural and they can be adaptive. For example, thinking and dreaming about an event, even when we don't want to, may help us to come to terms with it. Feeling on edge for a while, helps us to stay prepared just in case the danger returns. For some, these reactions persist and eventually develop into PTSD. But for most people, they dissipate over time. Bonanno has spent most of his career mapping different trajectories of reactions to traumas and disasters like 9-11. And what's most common to him is a stable trajectory of good mental health beginning soon after the event. In short, he calls it resilience. We've seen this kind of resilient pattern after all kinds of challenging experiences, including military combat, violent injury, disasters, and life-threatening medical events. 
In a 2018 review of 54 studies that tracked these trajectories over time, two colleagues and Bonanno found that the common pattern of stable good mental health occurred on average in about two thirds of the people that experienced these events. At a societal level though, we seem to find it hard to accept that resilience could be so common, especially in the early days of a major disaster. This means that we must relearn the lesson of 9-11 with every new catastrophe. Consider, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic. Early on, mental health experts once again, and I was one of them, dutifully sounded the alarm. We expected the worst. The data is still coming in for that. But Banana goes on to say that news stories were warning us about the historic wave of mental health problems, PTSD, depression, substance abuse, suicide. And in the first months, rates of anxiety, depression, and distress did, did rise markedly. But a few months later, with an eerie similarity to 9-11, According to Bonanno, rates fell to almost normal levels as members of a mental health task force commissioned by The Lancet reported. Another study compared suicide rates across the globe before and during COVID and showed that in most countries, rates did not change. And in some, they actually decreased. Dr. Bonanno, Dr. Bonanno says that uh, his own research team studied mental health effects from the pandemic over its first year. They found that while some participants struggled with moderate anxiety during that time, only about 5% ever got into the high anxiety range. A somewhat larger number had chronically high PTSD symptoms, but this group too was relatively small. The majority of the participants experienced little or no anxiety or PTSD symptoms. Well, all this research points to the same basic pattern. Across almost any trauma or mass disaster, in the early days, many people are likely to feel considerable distress. Although some will struggle for longer periods and some will experience chronic emotional difficulties, the majority will almost always show a clear resilience pattern beginning relatively soon after the event. We don't have to relearn this lesson, says Bonanno, with every mass tragedy. We can do better. If we shift our focus from what we expect to go wrong to what actually goes wrong, we might begin to understand just what makes most of us so resilient. It will also help us to unravel the mystery of why, for some people, that resilience is hard to achieve. Well, I thought that this information by Dr. George Bonanno would be helpful to us in trying to understand what is happening after COVID and also uh, as a researcher, as a former researcher myself, I can remember back to uh, my days at Columbia University 
where researchers back in the early 80s, as early as then, were trying to figure out when there was an adverse event or a crisis, what made some people thrive and go on to live good lives and what made other people crumble and, and unravel? What was the difference? What was the difference in their backgrounds? Their, what was going on? And this is something that has been researched ever since. And so I wanna point you again, once again, to the fact, something we believe at the St. Giovanni Center is that you have more control over things than you think, more control over your life, over your happiness, over your well-being than you ever would have thought. And as we learn more and more about resilience, um, all the better. So I would urge you to go back to the podcasts about resilience, where I describe what they are. Dr. Bonanno, uh, his book called The End of Trauma, How the New Science of Resilience is Changing and How We Think About P PTSD, might be an interesting read. And even though researchers and experts may um, have some disagreement about, about it, and we do want to look at how the data were gathered, uh, I think it's an interesting concept, and I, I tend to believe that it has merit. So look for yourself, see for yourself. Do learn more about resilience. We will continue to teach the component parts of resilience because it is something that can be learned at any age. And that's the good news here. So I do hope you're all doing well with these variants. <laughs> we have the Delta variant. We have the move. We have a number of new challenges coming up. But with information and safeguards, um, we can uh, take good care of ourselves. And I do hope uh, before I say goodbye that you will all take very good care of yourself. And next time I promise to be talking about changing those bad habits. Signing out. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey podcast. I hope today's topic what 9-11 taught us about trauma and resilience proves useful to you. You can find all our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjbcenter.org slash resources. We are the St. John Vianney Center and our mission is you.